This is the Daily Wrestling News for March 10th, 2021. We are powered by the Eastern Observer. My name is Ryan Joy, and I'm coming to you live from Mids to Belltime Studios on the beautiful treasure coast of the Sunshine State. And I'm joined today by the living legend, John DeCani. John, good morning. Good morning, sir. How are you, Ryan? Very good. Uh, very good. We have a, a loaded agenda again today. We have the ridiculously random non-wrestling audience needs to know you better question of the day, followed by the news, followed by... Impact Wrestling on Access TV, plus Impact Sacrifice coming up this weekend, NXT tonight, New Japan Cup updates, lots to get into, including trivia at the end, which is WrestleMania 8. So if you've been following along, you might have noticed the pattern, and maybe you did some studying. We'll see how you do. <laughs> which I thought that far ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me ring the bell, and we will get underway. Today's ridiculously random non-wrestling audience needs to know you better question of the day is brought to you by Pro Wrestling Pick'em, a place where you can join or host a Pick'em League to test your predictive skills in the world of pro wrestling. Create an account and join a league now at ProWrestlingPick'em.com. You can play against your friends or play against the universe like I've been preaching. Do sign up now, learn the platform, have fun with it. That'll be a good time. I went 7-1 at Revolution, so... Uh, John, today's question is, what's the last Lego project that you assembled? <laughs> uh, okay, if you'd asked me this, <clears throat> pardon me, last year, I would have had to go back at least 20 years into my memory. But in this past year, I spent a little quality time with my six-year-old niece and helped <laughs> put together a little frozen uh, scene. It was like the front of the castle and like a, a, a horse and whatnot. Okay. A couple of arch, couple of archways, very nice. Yeah, I have a similar thing. We um, we usually do a Lego advent calendar. So we had a Harry Potter Lego advent calendar this year. I think it was our second <laughs> to two. Um, I think we nice. did one last year too. So that's that's been our uh, little tradition. So we always get Legos in at least once a year. So very nice. On to the wrestling. Um, yes. We have a few news stories to get through today, and the news is always brought to you by the Body Slam Brigade newsletter. Uh, 4,000 people. We are like 20 people shy of getting to 4,000 that are getting this newsletter that I write every week. It's free. It comes out Friday at 11 a.m. combines all the week's top stories into one place so that you can read it. Also has all the results in there typically too, so that's a good resource for you to look back on. Um, we're up, getting close to the 50th issue, so do check that out bodyslambrigade.com. All right, John, Kenny Omega will wrestle the Impact World Champion at Rebellion in a title versus title match. Uh, that was announced at the end of Impact Wrestling last night. I think that's a big story. It's either going to be Moose or Rich Swan versus Kenny Omega. I am a little bit hesitant, though, because I don't understand if it is going to be title for title or title or champion versus champion. Uh, the other other news places are reporting it as title for title, uh, both championships on the line. But those words were not said. How did you how did you take it? Yeah, I have I have it in my notes very specifically. Title versus title. Yes. So you know that's yeah that's quite different than title for title. I read on uh, PW Insider and F4W Online both resources that I use 
uh, routinely I trust them as news sources and they both are saying that it is title for title, but those words were not said. So I don't, right. so unless they have um, some other input on that, I don't believe that has been an announced uh, thing. Yeah. Um, am I, do you think I'm looking, are we looking into this too much? Or, you know, title versus title, is that the same? Are we, are we looking into Absolutely it? not. No, it, you know, it, it, like they have champions face off. Okay. One company has to, you know, put their ego aside. Their champion's going to eventually wind up taking a pinfall or taking submitting something. The idea of having what's there's, you know, there's three, four major companies having one man walk around with two world titles. Yeah, you know, yeah. to have to have some guy come over from another show and take your world title, you know, you're not going to get as much of his time because he's oh, yeah. <clears throat> made, you know, uh, primarily on the other show. That is a big, big difference. Yeah, and the other thing is, you know, Moose and and Rich Swan, they both have their own. One has the Impact Championship, one has the TNA World Championship. Uh, Impact legitimized both belts recently, so this is a world champion versus world champion consolidation match this weekend. Um, and you could have a no finish there that leaves both of them with championship belts, and maybe you know you could have this rebellion show be a three way with all these belts on the line. Uh, if that Omega is the belt collector, the more the merrier, right? Like if that's the if that's the plan. Yeah, I, I always I, I always kind of had this inkling in the back of my head that if Kenny was going to you know start this. <clears throat> pardon me, this whole belt collector thing that, uh, you know, he might wind up going after Moose and, you know, taking yeah. that belt off the table that, and that freed things up for impact. But now they're having this unification. So, you know, like you said, unless there's a non-finish, that that makes uh, Rebellion a whole lot different. And the other interesting thing is that we know in the history of AEW, there's been one disqualification in an Ironman match. And I think two countouts. So, and I don't think those have been on Dynamite or pay-per-view. I think they were uh, dark and stuff. So, um, so if this was on AEW television, uh, you you you're guaranteed a pretty much a finish in the in the title versus title match. Um, at Impact, maybe they have more leeway. But if Tony Khan's involved with this booking, I would think we're going to get a serious finish at Rebellion. Absolutely. Yeah, I completely agree. They don't like to leave things open-ended. Right. Um, now you can always protect protect one of them. You know, if you know, if it is a one-on-one -on -one match, maybe Rich Swan or Moose, whoever's the odd man out, gets involved. But um, real interesting happening. If if Kenny Omega is the champion of champions here, um, I don't know. How does that come to an end? And how do they eventually amicably split? Or maybe they have a long-term plan. I don't know. Yeah, that, that that is exactly the first thing that I thought of was, you know, <clears throat> I can see him consolidating all this stuff. I can see him being this exalted champion, but how do you then back out of that? Uh, you know, right. it's weird. You know, ages ago, we would have had, you know, we had the NWA, which was, you know, sort of this over-the-top type of organization that, that – had all of these uh, localized regional promotions underneath. And so you would have every promotion would have their champion, but then you'd have your traveling world champion on top. You know, maybe we get to it as a place where that's what's going on here. You know, Impact has four pay-per-views a year. 
Uh, AEW has four pay-per-views a year. If you have one champion, they can be in all those places. It's so. true. Yeah, you're going to miss them week to week occasionally, but yeah, the, the, they certainly can work eight nights a year. Big, big matches. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know what Nick Aldis would have to say about this, but, you know, they're back for the attack this month. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But I think this is a really cool story, really interesting. Um, hopefully it is uh, title for title, like WrestleMania six, but I'd, it, it might be too early to say. And I'd like to, for them to clarify that in the next couple of days. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure we'll, we'll hear it referenced probably nonstop on Saturday on uh, Impact Plus. So hopefully we'll have some clarification this weekend. Yeah, I don't want to be walking in having a finish, a legitimate finish in the match, and then somebody saying, oh, it wasn't champ title for title for title. That will annoy me. <laughs> I want to know before we get into this. So, um, okay. Uh, some other news items. EC3 versus Jay Briscoe was announced for Ring of Honor's 19th anniversary show at the end of March, March 26th. That's a Friday. Uh, that adds to the already um, established card, which is topped by uh, Jay Lethal versus Roosh for the ROH World Championship. Uh, this will be their first pay-per-view of the year, and it's their anniversary show. So uh, two big names uh, added to the lineup. Straight Up Steve Austin did its best rating of the season on Monday with uh, the Charlotte Flair episode. It did about 750,000 viewers, so uh, it's nice to see them go out the strongest that they had all season. So, Yeah, Charlotte, Charlotte was a lot of fun on that episode. So, uh, hey, I, I, I guess that's what it's all about. You know, uh, wrestling fans, they stay for the beginning of that show, and if they go like, oh, who the heck is this guy? I guess they punch out, but uh, they... They see a they see a wrestler that they know and love, and they're sticking around. So, so the other interesting thing they did on this, obviously, they had the Monday Night Raw lead, lead in. Most most of them have. There was one that dipped way down in the ratings that did not have a lead in because they jammed, I think, Young Rock in between or something like that. Yeah. Um, but this one had the Raw lead in it, but they also advertised it during Raw, and um, you know, a couple of different times they played extended clips from the episode. So. Uh, they they did a little bit more work to boost that rating this time, so and I think it worked out. So yeah, exactly. And apparently, what their uh, their thinking was right. I mean, seven hundred and fifty thousand viewers is a is a really great rating for that type of show when you consider that's more than NXT does on average. For and you're talking eleven o'clock at night. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so they're bringing in some ratings for for the USA Network, NBC, their partner. Um. At the same time as Straight Up Steve Austin uh, on the WWE Network is Raw Talk. And on Raw Talk this week, Peyton Royce cut a pretty serious promo where she said she's been overlooked. She moved across the world to pursue this dream. She says, stop wasting my time. Give me Asuka. So, John, it was a good promo, and everybody wants some of Asuka right now. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of people in line. Uh, Peyton definitely made her her play for that spot. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I, love, I loved her and Billy as the Iconics. Both of them, although Billy has been pretty funny, both of them have kind of been a little lost in the shuffle since then. I don't know why they ever bothered to do that if they didn't have a plan for either of them. Uh, I would love to see Peyton get this shot, but uh, as we talked about in uh, pre-production, I don't think anyone, unless it's Charlotte, I don't think any one person's getting plugged right in there. We might have some kind of 
qualifiers, eliminators, or uh, as we also talked about, maybe just a flat out battle royal. Yeah. Well, and, and like this year, they have all this opportunity in the world. They have two nights of two nights of shows, and they can do that battle royal on night one. Like that's what you suggested in pre prod battle royal on night one to determine Oscar's challenger on night two, something like that. Um, but everybody has staked the claim. Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke, Peyton Royce, Charlotte Flair, Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax. Everybody wants Asuka. But nobody is ready for Asuka. As the saying goes. Yes. <laughs> um, F4W Online reports that John Laurinaitis is back at the head of talent relations for WWE. Laurinaitis last held the position... Following the resignation of Jim Ross in 2004, he held it all the way to 2012 when he resigned himself. Uh, talent Relations is going to be split into two departments now, Talent Management and Talent Branding. Talent Branding is the one where they're trying to uh, line up deals and you know third-party deals for the talent. Um, Laurinaitis will be the GM of Talent Relations. So he'll be over both those departments. I can't, um, that's not I can't hear his. Oh, go ahead. I can't hear his name without thinking of uh, Santino referring to him as Johnny Laryngitis. <laughs> oh, or uh, or thinking of him on Total Bellas, if you uh, are a fan. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, final thing in the news is I announced yesterday, uh, actually I announced Monday, but gave a rundown yesterday. The Daily Wrestling News Show uh, is going on a kind of a hiatus next week. We... I'm taking the week off, but we have pre-recorded some great episodes on WrestleManias from years gone by. Uh, John will be with me on Monday to talk about WrestleMania 4. Then John Smith on Tuesday with WrestleMania 18. Al Carl is on Wednesday with WrestleMania 6. And he's on Friday with WrestleMania 36. And then Travis is on Thursday with WrestleMania 24. So we're giving you a full week of shows. Uh, they're just all pre-recorded. They're not live. So they're still going to be very good. So... Uh, tune in. We had a lot of fun recording them. So, one hundred. And John, we got more in the can too, right? Yeah. Say again. We got more in the can too. You and I have a WrestleMania yes. twenty episode yeah. that we're going to air later. So, all right. Well, I think that covers the the news properly. But let's get into Impact from last night. Uh, Is a six match show. Um, with plenty of other stuff going in. It's the go-home for Sacrifice, which is an Impact Plus special this weekend on Saturday. Um, most of the stuff has a lead-in to the pay-per-view, or the Plus special. Right. So um, Jazz got a win over Tasha Steeles in the opening round, or opening match. That is a lead-in to the Sacrifice match. It's the Knockouts Championship, or Tag Team Championship match of Jazz and Jordan Grace versus Steeles and Hogan. Um Combined with that, you had ODB wrestling Susan at the end of the show. ODB got that win, and that is kind of a precursor to ODB versus Deanna Perrazzo for the Knockouts Championship this weekend. So those two matches uh, lead in. James Storm and Chris Saban got a win over Rohit and Shara. Um, and then, then there turned into some issues between Rohit and Shara. That has nothing there. So there's nothing scheduled for Sacrifice this weekend, John, but um, it looks like that little alliance is very short-lived yeah yeah it, it, I, I was afraid that sure was going to crack Rohit's head open as he squeezed him and lift him off the ground yes. uh yeah. clearly he, he was not there to be anybody's butler he, you know he he does not owe him anything yeah that those were the words that were spoken um Trey Miguel 
got a win over Sam Beal. Sam Beal is the tr the student from Trey's gym uh, that Sammy Callahan abducted or befriended or whatever. Brainwashed. Um, yeah. Trey used his <laughs> crazy figure four sharpshooter step over toe hold uh, <laughs> STF um, submission move to get a win over Sam in 46 seconds. Uh, afterwards, Sammy Callahan gave the poor guy a pile driver. So I guess what everything Trey said about Sammy is true. We all know that. But um, No match announced there, though. So I guess they're holding on to that for Rebellion or something else. But no match for Trey or Sammy Callahan for Sacrifice. This is in its infancy in terms of it, it had a little. It had a little build with uh, Sammy poking at him backstage, but it only got physical. I think just last week. So yeah, they they still have a, a slow burn to do. Sammy Callahan's one of these guys where they always have him in a program, but they always they 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 don't really have him wrestle until it's a big match, right? Like. You know, they might put him in a tag here or there, but like that Eddie Edwards feud that he just, you know, had the latest chapter in, there wasn't a lot of wrestling that led up to the big barbed wire massacre. So, no, a lot of, a lot of kidnapping, a lot of, uh, you know, mind effing, if you will, but yeah, not a lot of actual uh, between the ropes. Right. So I think that that's the, the deal with Sammy Callahan. When he goes into a program, it's going to be a lot of storytelling before you get to a match. So, absolutely. Uh, Chris Bay, he defeated Ace Austin. Now, Ace Austin has the X Division Championship match this weekend, um, but Chris Bay has a win over him now. So what happens I, here? That I just did not understand. I mean, you had uh, – you had uh, on before the impact, you had Ben and Fulton versus TJP. Uh, you had TJP win, and Ace Austin immediately attack him. Hit him with the the X you know X Cup trophy, blah blah blah. Like, oh, we're building towards that. This guy's got a title shot. If you're not going to put Bay in it and make it a triple threat, what in God's name was the purpose of giving Ace Austin a loss leading into this title shot? The only thing I can think of is Ace Austin is going to win this match, and then he has a, a built-in opponent with Chris Bay, but. That we also saw more dealings with TJP. Josh Alexander stopped by Swingers Palace to talk to TJP and kind of stake his claim for the X Division Championship. Um, so it's kind of like uh, you know you can you have a program with TJP and Josh Alexander going. You got Chris Bay who has a win over Ace Austin. Um, prior to Ace Austin and Chris Bay getting involved in this X Division scramble, they were both competing for the World Championship. So um, you know. Everybody's kind of out of place. So, <laughs> yeah, impact just, you know, a lot of times it feels like they're just throwing darts. Now, yeah. you know, the, the in ring product is always is more than, more often than not, it is very, very good. But sometimes the lead up and the storylines around it is like, what, how did we get here? Why are we doing this? Uh, when they get in the ring, it'll be good. So I'll just, I'll, I'll go along for the ride. Yeah, yeah, and that by the way, that Chris Bay and Ace Austin match was eighteen and a half minutes. Um, you're not getting a lot of television matches that are that long. Sheamus that don't have Sheamus and Drew McIntyre's name on them, but um, so you know that's that's a lot of time. Uh, and we already mentioned ODB getting her win over Susan. Of course, the show ends with uh, 
with the moose and Rich Swan and Scott Demore segment. A couple other things happened on the show that lead into matches. Uh, last night they added four matches to Sacrifice. They doubled the card almost. Uh, Eddie Edwards is going to compete against Brian Myers in a hold harmless match. And that was uh, playing off of uh, a segment in the back with Scott Demore and Brian Myers. I guess Brian Myers threw a whole bunch of litigation Scott's way and Scott just kind of shoved it off his desk and said, how about a hold harmless match? So, Which I'm not sure uh, Brian Myers has any idea what it means. Yeah, he thought it was like a submission match, and it turns out it's a no-DQ match, basically. <laughs> um, in a cute segment back backstage, Decay and Reno Scum got into a little discussion, yeah. and, uh, and they basically agreed to have a match this weekend, and... Uh, I think the line was crazy. Steve at the end said something like, those guys are crazy. <laughs> they're, they're, they're creepy or something, but uh, words typically reserved for decay. <laughs> that, you know, that match, I, I, I'm almost a little upset the way it, it shook out. I, I, I was texting with uh, our buddy, Al Carl, uh, telling him, you know, what matches looked like they were headed towards being added to the card. And the way that interaction played out, you had Triple XL who won't hit a girl, so they walked away. They don't want anything to do with Piquet. They don't want to accidentally hurt Rosemary. And then Reno Scum said, we've got no such problems. So I thought it was going to be three on two where Rosemary would actually be a part of the match. And then, you know, when they uh, they put up the, uh, the graphic at the end of the night, it was, you know, Piquet or Steven Taurus with Rosemary. So I guess she's going to be outside. Yeah, I saw that as well. And, and I agree when the, the whole interview segment or uh, backstage segment was leading to Rosemary's involvement. So it's kind of weird, but uh, it's impact. <laughs> uh, so James Storm and Chris Saban mentioned they got the win over Rohit and Shara early in the night. Um, they also seem to have a problem with Eric Young's treatment of Cody Diener. So they confronted EY and they got a little beat down for that. Uh, and that leads us to a match this weekend. Cody Diener and Joe Doring versus James Storm and Chris Saban. Storm and Saban are going to have Jake something in their corner to try to equalize the influence of Eric Young. So uh, that's another match that was added for Sacrifice this weekend. You got a thought on who's going to take that one? I really do. It probably will be uh, violent by uh, design because, I mean, geez, you know, they're saving and storm trying to stick up for Diener, and he's the one who throws the first haymaker that leads to that whole melee. So uh, they, they seem to, uh, violent by design, the they that I'm referring to, seem to be uh, dysfunctional, but very much, you know, like the, the I can beat up my brother, but you can't kind of. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, um, you know, Cody Diener. He, Jake something used to be his heavy, and now his heavy is Joe Doring. Um, I think he got an upgrade. I think Doring is a little more imposing. So, um, and also in another match that was just announced, uh, there was nothing on Impact this week anyway to lead into this. But Tennille and Caleb will be facing Havoc and Nevaeh. Um, we do have lots of storyline with Havoc and Nevaeh and their potential split and Tennille trying to get in between them and stuff like that. So lots of storyline there, just nothing on impact this week. So, Yeah, when that graphic came up, I was like, wait a minute. What, what, did, did I miss a segment? When, when did that get added? 
Last, yeah. last we saw Havoc and Nevaeh, and Nevaeh was purposely keeping Havoc at arm's length. But good to see them back again. Well, the matchmakers may have made that and not asked Nevaeh, you know, her permission or whatever. So we'll see what this all leads to. <laughs> um, I think that covers Impact. The big story there, of course, is the world championship picture that isn't going to play out really until Rebellion in April. So, um, But tonight, we have more championship implications. NXT tonight, we have two title matches. Finn Balor versus Alan, Adam Cole, Io Shirai versus Tony Storm. We also have Nia Lee versus Caden Carter. And on top of all that, William Regal is making two major announcements. So let's start with the Balor and Cole match. Last night on the East Central Wrestling Podcast, I think we gave this some time, John, but um, do you see any chance here that Adam Cole walks away with the with the belt? I think there's always a chance. I would I would never say that this is one of those, oh, absolutely not. But I, I think Balor will hold it. Uh, you know, he, he's he's had a nice run here where He's never really looked dominant. He's just, he's put on some fantastic matches that were very long, very well fought, very hard fought, and he pulls them out in the end. And that in that way, he is the dominant champion. He's not running over anyone. And I think that 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 build to make him this technician that gets out of everything and this that, and the other thing is leading towards him eventually putting over Aaron Cross. But I also wouldn't be terribly surprised if all of a sudden Cole took it back and maybe it bounced around between himself, uh, Kyle O'Reilly. You know, it could it could make a couple of stops on its way to cross. But I think probably the the more likely scenario is Balor going straight to cross. Yeah, I do too. I don't. I I, I think the smart money is on picking Finn Balor in this match, and Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly obviously is a built-in feud that. Uh, whether there's a championship there or not doesn't really matter, I don't think. So that yeah, might be yeah. part of the solution there. Uh, Io Shirai and Tony Storm. Um, I th- I don't know on this one. I I I'm feeling it's Tony time. I would be very happy with you being right. Uh, I would love to see Tony take this title. I, if I, if there were points on the line, I'd be sticking with Io. But I guess I'll kind of be rooting for Tony. Fair enough. Yeah, it's it's kind of a tough thing to figure out in light of these major announcements coming from William Regal. Um, obviously, I think for a long time, people have thought, well, look at all these women that are going to get called up like any moment. You know, your Io Shirai's, your Dakota Kai's, your Cal Gonzalez, uh, Rhea Ripley did get called up. All these people, kind of Candice LeRae, by the way. Uh, yeah, Candice LeRae. <laughs> That was interesting. Candice LeRae, all these people that could potentially be called up at any moment. But in light of these new announcements, um, we th- certainly think that one of them is could be tag titles, and they're gonna need a they're gonna need a, all the women they can put together for that division down there. So. Yeah, they have they have a lot there right now. We just saw a tag tournament. There were other team, you know, but if everyone stays, that tag division will be uh, you know, rich. To a yes. degree, uh, but if people start moving on, then we get back to the point where we are, you know, as of last week, where we won't. I think a lot of us really wanted to see Dakota and Raquel take those titles to pull in more of the NXT gals, and then still have the chance to go to Raw, go to SmackDown, 
and that probably should have been the way that it worked out. But you know, I guess this you know, there'll be some built-in excitement in crowning the first NXT Women's Tag Team Champions, but they may run into uh, a scenario pretty quickly where, just like Raw and SmackDown, there's not a lot of teams to really keep this thing going. So. Yeah, Raw and SmackDown. I think the issue is. Is if nothing else, the issue, the largest issue is with the regular, the men's tag division. <laughs> but uh, so here's another point. So, like, I think a lot of people are expecting one of these major announcements to be a date, a day of the week change for NXT. Yep. Do you think that if they do that, they're going to set up like a super show for their first Tuesday that includes maybe the debut of, I don't know, Ty of Valkyrie or anybody else that's out there that they haven't? put on television yet yeah well Taya makes the most sense is uh, considering that at least for the first couple of shows you would think they're going to be going head to head with impact and oh look here's a the longest running impact knockouts champion right here on your new tuesday night destination so yeah that would make a lot of sense al carl posing a great question if there are tag titles announced are they going to do another tournament or are they just going to give them to dakota and raquel there's no chance in my mind that they're going to give titles to anybody, right? I don't. I don't not since Triple H has that happened. <laughs> <laughs> now wait a minute. Who makes the decisions backstage at NXT? Hmm. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I don't see it though. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, speaking of the women's women's tag scenario. Uh, Caden Carter, the other half of Casey and Caden, she is going to have a match against Zia Lee. Um, I think John Smith said last night he's given it two and a half minutes. Yeah, I think you gave yeah. it a little bit of extra time. So a little bit more than that, just because maybe Casey makes an appearance and uh, causes a little trouble. But I don't see anyone. I, I think Zia is going to continue to rip through people for a little while. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the other thing is, so we have these two announcements. We battered around the. NXT women's tag title as one option. That certainly seems based on the way Regal set that up last week, that that's going to be an announcement. Tony Storm spoke about that with sports Kedia earlier this week. She said, if that happens, that's going to change the entire division. I mean, we've got more women than we ever have. So it's going to be entertaining as hell. Like if that's the case, it might as well just be all women. And she laughs. So maybe the new NXT is maybe that's the announcement that NXT is going to be a women's only show. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? There's also rumors going on about take a two night takeover the last Wednesday before WrestleMania followed by the Thursday um, as being a tape, you know, a double takeover episode. So that's out there. That's a potential announcement. Um, so I think it's going to be a newsworthy episode of NXT tonight. Yeah. You do not want to miss it. Yeah. John Smith and I will have our hands full tomorrow all right so a couple of more pieces of business before we get into trivia for the day uh john you watched some coastal championship wrestling last night a live number 1.25 two yes. match ago matthew justin versus a familiar face chase stevens in the opening contest actually two familiar faces in there right because bill alfonso is a familiar face i would assume can't forget Fonzie, yeah, who who hasn't lost a step. He he is as shot out of a cannon and obnoxious as he's ever been. Yes. The, the 20 years since probably the last time I saw him uh, 
have not slowed him in the least. Now, and so the first match, his guy, Matthew Justice, wrestled the hardcore match against Chase Stevens, and they went all over the, the arena. This was um, taped up in Nashville, one of their more recent shows. And uh, so they, they wrestled all over, ended up being a you know, finish in the middle, table spot and all that. But, um, you know, fun match, a long match, like 17, 18 minutes, I think. Most of the episode was that. And then in the main event, Jake St. Patrick, who we had on the Daily Wrestling News show a couple of weeks ago, he wrestled for CCW's uh, top top title against El Jefe Santos. And um, he didn't get the win, but, um, but at the end, Bram, who is Thomas Latimer from NWA, another familiar face, uh, came out and he has issued the challenge. So May 25th, it's going to be Santos versus Bram, which uh, I believe Nelio mentioned on Monday. So big big fellas about to go at it yeah 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 santos is a big guy and so is and so is latimer so i mean they're really both jacked so uh if if i was in nashville i'd be there but that's a bit of a hike (laughs) (laughs) um and i want to update people on the new japan cup so um i was mentioned before on the show uh we all filled out brackets and here's how we're doing um John Smith, Travis, and my wife have picked eleven of the thirteen opening round con- or eleven of the fourteen opening round contests correctly. Al, he got ten of them. Myself and John DeConi, we're sitting in the back seat with nine. But uh, you know, so so we'll see how things proceed. Um, this morning, on the right side of the bracket, we had Jay White make it through. He beat Toa Hanare, Yoshihashi, and David Finley got through. So those were the updates from this morning. Tomorrow, the New Japan Cup second round commences with two matches, Evil versus Jeff Cobb and the Great Okan versus Yano. And actually, of all the matches, those are actually really hard to call. Um, Evil got the first round by so he seems like a favorite. He won last year. Jeff Cobb has been unstoppable, though. He has pinned every single. He has got the pin in every single match, along with whole um, uh, tour, whether it's a tag match or obviously singles matches. He's he's been dominant. And then on the other match, Great Okan versus Yano. Yano can beat anybody any night with his antics of, you know, taping somebody to the outside barrier, <laughs> count out or whatever. So, but if Okan gets through that and Cobb gets through his match, then we have Cobb versus Okan. They're tag team partners facing each other. So that's a potential outcome that we could get. Um, it's not the way my bracket goes, so I hope that's not the case. <laughs> really looking forward to that evil Cobb match. Yeah, that should be good. Two big guys. Um, evil evil style should work well with Cobb. So we'll, we'll give it. We'll give it its time tomorrow morning at like five. So the show starts at 4.30. So. On to trivia, John. Ooh. Are you ready? You're Never. not in the lead. Uh, Travis has a total of six questions, correct? So he's technically in the lead. I'm sure he likes that uh, that start position of the week, so he can get a little, little extra build there. Uh, John, John Smith, he also went with a perfect plex, although I haven't updated his stats at the bottom. Uh, last week, so he uh, he's five for five. You are five for five. We're doing WrestleMania eight today. Is your trivia? So 
Um, let's get underway. It is the tradition at WrestleMania to have a famous musician perform America the Beautiful. That didn't happen here, though, at WrestleMania 8. It was a country music star performing the Star Spangled Banner. Who was the country music star? And I don't have multiple choice for you. But I could come up with it if I needed to. Um, uh, eight. Uh, oh, it might be a too early I to be Ian might have made the uh, joke that it was Tito Santana's sister. There's your clue. <laughs> and his sister, country music star. Uh, it's the only thing that keeps coming in my head, but I think it's too early for her career, Shania Twain. So, uh, different different person with red hair. It would be Ariba McIntyre. Reba. <laughs> <laughs> okay, zero for one. Travis is feeling really good about that. <laughs> uh, Money Inc. Ted DiBiase and IRS defended the WWF Tag Team Championships on this card. They would lose by countout, which is their standard procedure, to this team. Is it the Nasty Boys, the Legion of Doom, the Steiner Brothers, or the Natural Disasters? They were supposed to face LOD, but I think it wound up being the Natural Disasters. You are correct on this one. You are correct. Ariba McIntyre. <laughs> yep. Who wrestled for the Intercontinental Intercontinental Championship on this card? Was it Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart versus Mr. Perfect, Bret Hart versus Roddy Piper, or Roddy Piper versus the Mountie? It was Bret Hart versus Roddy Piper. Yes, that is correct. Roddy Pipe, uh, Bret Hart was forced, uh, he lost the title on a house show to the Mountie. And then the, then the Mountie lost the title to Roddy at the Royal Rumble. And then Roddy would lose the title back to Bret Hart here. Okay, next, next one, I, uh, next one's a fun question for me. So this manager made a debut at WrestleMania 8. He told Mean Gene that he came not to get rich, but to get even. And I'm not giving you multiple choice but I am going to read a portion of the promo to see if that might help. From the rocking of the cradle to the rolling of the hearse, all the tag teams out there ask themselves this question, is the going up worth the coming down? Because his clients are great because we dare to be great. And we've always earned our money the old fashioned way. We beat people for it. So who is this manager? Uh, manager of a tag team. Co coincidentally, this promo actually is the is the thing that most sticks out about WrestleMania Eight to me. It's one of it's so that's why you're getting this trivia question. Yeah, yeah. I the only person that I can think of from that card that I don't remember a lot about, so it could have been, but I don't remember him being with a tag team. I know he was with Sid. It's Harvey uh, Whippleman. But. So this, this tag team did not have a match. 
and it is Paul Ellering. Okay. They weren't, yeah, they were supposed to be on the card. Uh, one of them was suspended, so they didn't make it to the card. Makes sense. Okay. <laughs> Hawk would say, and I'm quoting from memory here, so the words may not be completely accurate. He said something along the lines of, we're a runaway train. Nobody's driving. But now, look who's driving the train. Scary, huh? <laughs> so, like I said, that interview for some reason sticks out in my head. All right, so let's see. Adding things up here, it looks like you are two for four. This is a must-win situation. Uh, the commentary team for this event was Monsoon and Ventura, Monsoon and Heenan, Ross, Savage, and Heenan, or McMahon and Heenan. Give me those again, please. Uh, Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse Ventura, Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan, Jim Ross, Randy Savage, and Bobby Heenan, or Vince McMahon and Bobby Heenan. Monsoon and Ventura? Ooh, Ventura's last WrestleMania was six, I believe. Ah. This was Monsoon and Heenan, and it was Gorilla's last WrestleMania. Oh my God, my favorite team. And it, that's usually my guess for every time you ask me about the announce team. And the one time that it was the answer, I got it. <laughs> I, I, will, I will tell you, it's the only time in WrestleMania trivia that it will be the correct answer. <laughs> so, Monsoon and Heenan. Okay, well, so that means, unfortunately, for the second time this week, I have to play. And your streak snapped. You had a lot of perfect plexes going and a lot of wins. So uh, you are now going to be seven for 10 for the week or for the month. Um, and I guess those WrestleManias next week are going to all figure in. And Al Carl has two shows. So he's going to catch up. So. <laughs> yeah. He certainly is, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, Rain Man cometh. All right. <laughs> Here we go. So everybody can. Uh, understand other things they can do and wear and watch the drop kick t-shirt it is the featured shirt this month uh check it out at twenty dollars this shirt is a steal of a deal it already comes in the super soft style no upcharge for that all sizes are the same price no upcharge for sizes and you can get it in a bunch of different colors also twenty dollars includes the shipping god it's a good deal uh, so much better than the other guys. And they're really creative, and it supports me, and it supports an independent artist that I worked with to come up with all these uh, illustrations. Lots of fun. I enjoy them. Hope you do, too. And if you don't, that's fine. But do enjoy the Primetime Rundown. Join Joey Jarzenka, Ian Schreier, and Rob DeLuca on Friday nights for the Primetime Rundown. They take you through the world of sports. The show kicks off at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And then as we had last night, and we have every week on Tuesday, we have the Essential Wrestling Podcast. Al Carl will be back in the host position next week, uh, and John DeCani will be there. John Smith will be there. Gary Maffey will be there. Travis will be there in my absence, because as I already discussed, I will be on vacation. Coverage begins at 6 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday on the Eastern Observer. Do check it out. should be a lot of fun. And then this show, The Daily Wrestling News Show, it returns tomorrow at 10 a.m. John Smith will be the special co-host for tomorrow. 
We are not in WrestleMania season yet for this show, but tomorrow we'll be talking about all the great news coming out of Dynamite and NXT tonight, including those major announcements from William Regal. Uh, and by the way, if you were looking for a Dynamite preview, go watch yesterday's episode. That's where we did that. Um, so like I said, 10 a.m. Monday through Thursday for the Daily Wrestling News Show. And also next week we have that full lineup of WrestleMania specials. So those are can't miss. All those shows, the Essential Wrestling Podcast, uh, the Daily Wrestling News Show, and the Primetime Rundown are also available on demand through Apple Podcasts and Spotify and those outlets. So if you're driving down the road and need something to listen to, uh, there you go. Just download onto your little iPhone and away you go. John DeCani, did we cover the wrestling news of the day? Oh, did we ever? I think we, we put a bolt on the whole thing. There was plenty to consume after last night. So a job well done, I would say. Uh, you know what? We can take a bow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, for John, I am Ryan. This has been the Daily Wrestling News Show for March 10th, 2021. We will see you tomorrow. See you.